This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast, and I know that doesn't sound nearly as exciting as when Aaron Camaro says it, uh, because that's I'm Chris Sinzak and I'm flying solo this week. Um, but I do have a guest co-host with me to take us through this insanity that you saw from the artwork and the show notes, and you're thinking, really, they're going to talk about this guy again? Well, yeah, we're going to do it one more time. But uh, before we get into that, I've got a guest with me, and I'll introduce him in just a minute. But let me go ahead and get the business out of the way. Aaron Camaro is a little bit under the weather today, and as you can hear from my sniffling, I am as well. So we are both quarantined to our own houses, so I'm doing this from my house. And uh, let's get the business out of the way. The First off, sweet reviews and recommendations. We do have one of each. We have an Apple podcast review called Still Going Strong. Old school DJs playing new and old music, having an opinion, good interviews, and playing songs other than the single. If these are things you miss, I suggest listening to this podcast. Now listening for over four years and still looking forward to new episodes. Aaron and Chris play off each other great, and you can tell they are friends, which lends to a good program. That's five stars, and that comes from Snake65 uh, from MelodicRock.com on Apple Podcasts. So thank you very much, Snake. Appreciate that. We have a Facebook recommendation this week. Well, we don't have a Podchaser review, surprise, surprise. So, of course, I want to make sure you guys know that Podchaser.com is an awesome site, and we really would appreciate your reviews. You can even review individual episodes, which I have a feeling we're going to get a few reviews, good and bad, from this episode. So, uh, Facebook recommendation this week comes from Paul Smith. He says, I highly recommend this podcast. Chris and Aaron know their stuff and are keeping the music I love alive. Thank you so much, Paul. Short, sweet, to the point. Always nice to hear the reviews and recommendations. We want to hear those every week. Otherwise, Aaron gets very upset and needs tissues. He needs tissues this week because he's got a lot of snot in his head, just like I do. Uh, Geeks of the Week this week. These are the people that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter. Last week's gift-giving ideas. I hope some of you bought some of the suggestions we had, such as swords and tequila and a detachable penis. Those are great gifts to give for anybody. Geeks of the Week this week are Mike Grabowski, Dan Nation, Simon Cat, David Cathy, John Phillips, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Aaron Martell, Eric Luzier, James West, Aaron Parkin, Destroyer Sr. See what you did there. Jay Sibluski, In Obscuria Podcast, Rob Harris, David Glenn, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Wayne Cross, Kristen Schimbeck, Mike Parnell, Bill Elam, Aaron, Andrew Jacobs, Christopher Stokes, Mark Alden-Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Andy LaFon, Todd Cunningham, Nate Atchison, Sean Cullen, Mikhail Burrell, Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Shane Aber, Scott Crouch, Jeff Taylor, Daniel Lee, Eladio, Robin the Hood, and as always, by myself this time, the Mooger Fooger. Okay, so now that the business is out of the way, let me uh, introduce my friend. He's a man of many names. Uh, his main name is Rick, but he also goes by Shecky, and he goes by PoserBoy71 on message boards. And uh, Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Chris. It's good to be here, and it was great to be there. It was, uh, you know... I'm just happy to be anywhere right now. And you, um, and we'll get into your his, your you, yours and my history a little bit, at least what we can say on Mike, um, a little bit later. But uh, you ac- you actually attended the event. Also, we're talking about the Vinnie Vincent Mary Metal Xmas. Is that how they Mary Metal Christmas? Is that how they went, named it? I can't. Remember. I, I say Christmas. Okay. So um, I say Christmas. So. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, what happened was this. You know, this happened in Nashville, and 
as everybody knows, I wouldn't cross the street to go see Vinnie Vincent, but at the same time, I had a lot of friends who would and actually did go to this thing, and, and Aaron and I know a lot of these people, and there's some people I wanted to meet for the first time. Um, so our mutual friend, Rosie Luck, who I've known her through different KISS events, she uh, set up a cool little lunch thing over in Nashville um, for people that were coming in for it and, and invited Aaron and I to come and and, you know, I wanted to see Rosie. I wanted to see you. Uh, also, I wanted to see a few other people. And the, some of the people we wanted to see were at the lunch. And Aaron and I actually got them on microphone before, as we were eating lunch before the event started. So we're going to throw to that here in a second. And you're going to hear kind of uh, what their anticipation was of what the event was going to be. Also, a little bit about their personal history and how they got into KISS. Some of the people you're going to hear from. Include Rosie and her cool son, Alistair. Alistair might have been my favorite person to talk to that weekend. He's like, I think he's eight years old. And he and it, it was his birthday present to go to this event. And um, also uh, a guy named Rip Rockin, who I know some of you that are on the KISS FAQ message board are very familiar with this guy. And um, I met I met him at the uh, Rockin' Pod Expo last year because he was in town for the bir- birthday bash. And... Um, you get you'll kind of get a, an interesting take on him. Um, also, Mike Brun, who kind of became the, I guess, the media correspondent for this event for the most part. You know, Vinny had him do a, an on-stage interview with him, and we'll get to details on that. Uh, you can give your review of that. And also, um, his interview came out this week. And Mike's a really good guy. I've met him at the Nashville Gene Simmons Vault thing that Vinny was at, and um, he was in Atlanta also. And he's got, you know, live videos of KISS-related stuff out the wazoo on YouTube, so you should check it out. And his podcast is called Rock and Roll Experience with Mike Brunn, so uh, I'm happy to welcome him into the podcasting community. So I was interested to get his take on stuff, so was Aaron. Uh, and, and Mike also brought Vincent Vincent uh, LaRussa, whose brother Pete and he put together the Torpedo Dudes theme song that we have for our Patreon thing. If you go to, go to patreon.com slash decibelgeek. It's our own KISS podcast, so we talk about KISS all the time on that thing. And, and those guys wrote and performed the song. It's great. Also, we talked to Neil Davis, who was one of the organizers of Cruise Fest. That, As you guys know, my partner Joe D'Angelo, who helps me with Rockin' Pod, put that together with Neil. So we get a little bit of updates on how Cruise Fest went, and I got to meet Neil for the first time, and a little bit of insight into what he's expecting in the future. But he was in town for the event, so it was great to meet him. So I don't want to bore you too much with setup here, but those are the people you're going to hear from. A little five, five to ten minute interviews each. And uh, then we'll come back with Rick, and we will get his experience from start to finish. And I have a lot of questions that I want answered. So here are the interviews (laughs) from before the event. Enjoy those, and then join us back in about, say, about 40 minutes. All right, so... uh so our first uh, victim of the day, uh, this is Mr. Rip Rockin. Uh, met you last year, actually, at the expo because you were going to the birthday bash. That's correct. Later that night. So uh, there are people that like us and Vinny, so just making that clear. And uh, you're here for the Christmas thing. So what are your expectations? Are, are I mean, are you... Are you wondering how this is going to go off? I mean, you attended the birthday bash, or do you think right. it's going to be much the same as that? I think uh, I think it's going to be that cranked up even more. It's yeah. two two full days. 
um, uh, the birthday bash was outstanding. I mean, yeah. it was just it, it just exceeded everyone's expectations because. You know, I mean, a lot of people bought tickets not really knowing if it was going to go off. And uh, I remember when I got back to my hotel room, there were people already online fully anticipating it they canceled. And I said, no, nope, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Told them all about it. And um, so this time, uh, you know, uh, there's been a little bit more time to plan it out and plan out what's going to happen. And uh, so, you know, the, a good fixed start time and everything. And um, I'm sure that some of it will sort of um, uh, be... It just depends. It's gonna. It's not like fix. Like okay, at three o'clock we do this. Five o'clock we do this. It's it's gonna be kind of organic. Right. But uh, overall, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all gonna have a blast. If it's anything like the birthday bash was, I think it will. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a party of a lifetime. You know, right. It was great. How much playing did Vinny do at the birthday bash? I would say there was probably a total of about between two separate times he played twice. Probably a, a total of about twenty minutes or yeah. something. Uh, he uh, he was playing when we walked in, and uh, of course everyone was just. You've probably heard my interview with Mike. I mean, everyone was just like roaring, you know, because there were all these rumors that he, you know, and people looking at the old lift it up video from the from the pre party or whatever. And, yeah, he can't play anymore. No, no. I mean, he was smoking, you know. And uh, then he came down and greeted everyone, and then after that. He said, hey, you guys want to see me play again? And we're like, yeah, you know, so you got to play it again. And then after that... Is this electric called... or acoustic that he's doing? Electric. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's carbon double V. Yeah, the carbon double V. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and obviously, we're both outsiders to that event, which most people right. were. There's only a select group of folks that went to that. Um and you know, and, and and you're a regular on Kiss FAQ. I don't I don't post as much, but I read it every day. And and you, uh, yeah, you've definitely had a lot of back and forth with with the people on there. And and you're you, you're viewed as like Vinny's representative in, in those ways. Like, how do you answer to that? Are, are you on the inside or are you just a fan? There was one guy. It's been a couple months back, and he said something. I thought, Bingo, you got it, dude. He said. I think Rip knows that the joke is on us right now. He's having fun with it. He's playing the character, you know. Mm-hmm. I went in there first, you know, trying to spread the good word. Hey, you know, and he's back and everything. And, dude, I was not prepared for the torrent of hate from, you know, from angry Kiss fans and stuff. Like that. I mean, it was nothing like I'd seen. And I've seen some trolls on a message board before, but it was just pounding. And so I didn't know how to, you know, it took a while to sort of find a groove there. But after a while, I just thought, man, you know, I can be serious and still just sort of roll with a joke at the same time and try not to to really fight with people too much. I mean, it's really like professional wrestling in there. And so Everything's you... exaggerated. Well, and I, and I think it's, it's a thing where, as somebody that reads it every day, it's a... Like the truth is in the middle. Like, right. I don't know that they're as hateful as they as right. they can come off to you, but I don't think you're as much of a zealot as you come off to them. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I met you last year, and only knowing you from the online persona and whatever. And, and I'll I'll say you know you're you're a nice guy, and like you came to the expo, you had a good time, and you know you're you're definitely a diehard Vinny fan, and like and I've absolutely, told, yeah. and I've told people. Um, Despite our interaction and you know issues with the guy, we don't. I don't begrudge anyone still being a fan because I was I was one of you until until it was my turn. So my issues with him are my issues with him, and I'm not going to say that 
you're a bad person for still supporting me. No way. Because you haven't had any any reason to, to say otherwise. No, and on the other side of that, too, to me, what's cool about this goes beyond Vinnie Vincent. It goes to what people are doing in the modern age that still have a love for rock music, whether it's Vinnie Vincent, Kiss, or any other rock band out there. You know, to see people that have come from so far away that paid a good amount of money to be at this thing, you know, it's rock and roll and people are still supporting it. And to me, that's awesome, you know. And yeah, we've had our run-ins with Vinnie Vincent, but before that, you know, and everybody knows it, we're guys that flew the flag probably harder than anybody, you know, anticipating for a day like this to come where Vinnie Vincent would return and Vinnie Vincent would play guitar and maybe it would lead to something better where he'd come out with some new music and that's always what it's been about for me and coming into Desperate Week I wasn't a fanatical Vinnie Vincent fan like my good friend Chris here but uh, it makes me wonder you know you're such a diehard Vinnie Vincent fan how, where, how does that come to be I mean how do you personally become so enamored with a guy like Vinnie Vincent Wow, I wonder how I can answer this. Uh, let me. What? So, so I grew up loving music, of course. Okay. And you know, to use a cliched term, a lot of this music, you know, helped form the soundtrack of my life. Totally. You know? And so you equate those songs and those with specific moments in time, and there are specific songs that he had that you know lift you up in the best of times and help you up out of the ditch in the worst of times. Mm-hmm. And um, so those things are really meaningful. And then later on in life, um, you know, really starting in the, I think probably the mid-90s when rock was kind of dying out a little bit, or our type, you know, and the grunge was around and everyone would have a bad time, no one wasn't having a good time anymore. Uh, it was it became a lot easier to meet some of your idols and your favorite, you know, it was easy. You know, you go see a show now, you go see Winger, and then they're hanging out after the show. Oh, wow. You know, it's not like they just get in a bus and drive off. So I met a ton of people. Now, Vinny was always on my bucket list. In fact, before uh, I guess he uh, sort of reemerged in Atlanta, um, I listened uh, listened to the uh, uh, I think you'll have a, like a five part special. So I was like, man, someone needs to go find that guy and you know bring him out. I mean, he, he can't just be living alone like this with no one around. He means so much to a lot of people. Yeah, and I thought. I, mean, I would be the type of guy that would do that, but you know, my, I got a busy life. Right. So I was just thrilled when he came out in Atlanta. I'm like, yeah, you know. I thought I'd never have the opportunity to meet him, and he's he's the nicest. Um, uh, my experience, he, he's just wonderful, and uh, uh, it was hard not to love him that day in Atlanta. He was great. Oh, you know, he was a sweetheart that day. Yeah. I was thrilled to meet him, you know. And he when he, when you got there in line and got to meet him, he took a little time and was super cool and got we got our picture taken with him. He's always good with the fans. I walked away from that Atlanta Expo feeling like a bigger Vinnie Vincent fan than I'd ever been. So did you grow up listening to him? Well, you know, grow up, I guess um, uh, I was familiar with Preachers of the Night and, uh, of course, Vinnie Vincent Evasion when they came out. I was totally into them. So I'm a fan of many, many bands, but that was always one that, um, Vinnie's work was always something that just sort of, you know, stuck in there with me you know what I mean it, it was just uh, right among my favorite artists and stuff and, and also such an intriguing guy you know too and and then later on you know the mystique that sort of built around him you just want to need him even more the mystique was, was got yeah. what pulled me in to start with because yeah. cause there was just you know there's a lot of mystery there you know yeah. nobody knew what had happened to him or he had been anything but uh, yeah it was like uh 
like you said, trying to solve a mystery, it really whatever was. happened to, kind of a thing, you know, and right. you know so many people out there are fans of this guy, they said, when we started the show, I didn't understand, but then once I kind of got integrated what Chris was doing, it was totally the enigma of Vinnie Vincent, the, the mythology of Vinnie Vincent, and the mystery of what's going on with this guy, he, he's too good to just fade away, right. you know? Yeah. Well, and that's part of why we're here today. I mean, like I, like I, like I said, we're not going to the event. If any of you listening are wondering, but it's not too late. We can get you. We in don't have it. any fake mustaches. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think we would be welcome if we did. But uh, but it's uh, but there's a lot of fake our friends. mustaches and accents. Yeah, but there's Eric Camaro. There's a, I don't know Eric Camaro. There, there's a lot of friends here in town for it. So it's like, yeah. why, why not bring the reporter down and yeah. you know get a little man on the street type stuff and absolutely and see how it goes. But he's excited. You're going, right? I think. Yeah. Are you ner- are you nervous? Oh, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're going to talk to a few other people. But thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely, man. Thank hey, you, man. It's a pleasure. Always oh, been awesome. Right. Thank you, brother. Rip Rock and uh, any, anything you want to say to the Kiss FAQ readers right now because they're going to be listening. Yes. Okay. For everyone on for everyone on Kiss FAQ, I want you to know I love you all. Wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, and I'll see you back on the boards uh, doing my normal thing. As soon as we finish up with the trip, giving you guys a hard time and uh, getting in your craw and everything. So, uh, looking forward to that. And Merry Christmas. And, and Rip and I are going to share a salad now. Yes, absolutely. All right, so Mike Brun. Yep. And what's your name again? I'm terrible. <laughs> Vincent LaRusso. Vincent LaRusso. Vincent LaRusso, you're the guy that made the Torpedo, Torpedo Dudes theme. <laughs> right, yeah, me and my brother. Um, we're huge fans. Yes. Very, we're very happy about that. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Thank you. And uh, Mike, well known among Kiss Circles for a lot of your live videos. Yep. It seems like you're at every event there is. I was for a couple of years, absolutely. Yeah. It seemed that way. And, uh, and now you're in the podcast world. A little bit, yeah. I dabble a little bit here yeah. and there, yeah. And uh, and you're you've got quite an interesting day ahead of you, or two days ahead of you, because you're actually going to be broadcasting live. Yeah, I'll be broadcasting for a little bit. Um, he doesn't want anybody to go live during the performances, right? So there'll be no video of the performances. But it sounds like I'm open to videotape anything else I want. Okay. And I will be interviewing him tomorrow as well. Right on. Yeah. How, how long are you going to get to interview him for? Uh, Sounds like maybe close to an hour, I guess. Wow, that's great. So, you know, we're going to do it in an open forum, so everybody who's there will get to hear it and see it as well. So, um, Do you have a long list of questions ready to go? I've got about 15, 20 questions, and I know Vinny likes to talk, so... uh, I he'll figure, get through three of those. I think I get through three, and then he'll, he'll do the rest of the work. He'll make my job easy. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, he's an easy interview. Should I give Mike my kiss question? My Vinny yeah, question? Should, go ahead. Should, right, this is my Vinny question. Yeah. Don't, don't tell him it came from me. I yeah, because he won't answer. <laughs> when Vinny Vincent jo- joined Kiss, he was given the Egyptian warrior gimmick, right? Yep. It was That was given to him. Yep. If Vinny Vincent were to pick his own gimmick for Kiss, mm-hmm. what would it what have been? been? Interesting. That's one thing I've always wanted to ask you. I've never had the chance. I'll try to work that in. Great question. But but it came from me. Perfect. (laughs) Great question, Mike. It is. Man, I'm glad you thought it of this. Just just wink at the camera when you ask an error. There you go. Absolutely. But but yeah, that's uh, it's pretty interesting that you're getting to do this. So I mean, have you had a lot of talks with him over the last few weeks? Uh, You know, I communicated more so with his manager. Um, I did do a phone interview with him about six eight weeks ago. Hour hour and a half we spent on the phone. He's been nothing but super nice to me. Mm -hmm. I know some other people have had different. Experiences, but my experience has been 
positive. Really? People have had bad experiences? So I've heard through the grapevine. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm, as a podcaster, we're excited for you. Thank you. I appreciate that's that. That's a big opportunity to get. No, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, so is there anything uh, you can tease us with that you want to ask him? Um, you know, an interesting question to me. I've thought of this, and I actually saw somebody else post it on the net. We're all big Kiss fans here, right? Right. So we know up until the Creatures of the Night tour, prior to that, when Kiss did Black Diamond, they always ended it the traditional way. It was on the album, you know, just the power chord and the cymbals. Mm-hmm. And when and Vinny joined the band, yep. they changed the ending. And it's yep. actually the ending they use on the end of the road tour as right. well. I'm curious if he had a hand in making that change, oh, I'm sure he or did. You know, was um, it something else? I've never heard anybody sense. talk about yeah, it. So that's, uh, that's, the timing would seem right for right? sure. From yeah. what I've always thought, Vinny was a big Jeff Beck fan. Yep. And I think that's kind of a nod to Bolero, which if you listen to mm-hmm. Jeff Beck's Bolero, it's got a similar sound to it. Yep. And I, I, I'm willing to bet that he brought that to the table. No, we'll I, see. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a great question. Yeah. Gene yeah. and him bonded over Jeff Beck early on. Absolutely. So I wouldn't be shocked if that was what that Absolutely. was. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so. And I love that part. Like, yeah, no, me that's too. That's the best ending for Black Diamond. Is I agree. I agree. So I'm curious just to see. Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what he says about that's that. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, what what are you anticipating for this? I mean, are, Why don't are, you go first? Yeah, yeah what do you think? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I think we're going to you know hear and see things that we've been anticipating for all these years mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting to first of all for me personally see Vinny play yeah. you know I mean he played at the pre-cruise party but yep. he just he didn't do any soloing and no stuff soloing like that. Yeah. actually see after all these years yeah. his hands doing all the work that's you the know. most that's the big question that's, on everyone's mind yeah. is can he really play yeah. Yeah. Right. so yeah yeah and my position on that is at the birthday bash too many people are saying yes he did uh-huh. so I tend to believe he did yeah but the word I keep saying and my friend's going to smack me because I've said it a thousand times today <laughs> I'm intrigued yeah definitely. I am intrigued yeah. over it's what's going to happen word, over, yeah. <laughs> it is right I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen over the next two days we are too I don't We're not come, even there. <laughs> I don't come in with tremendous expectations and I don't say that to be negative I just don't want to raise a bar too high that you know I'm only disappointed sure. right yeah. but um We'll see. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I met you for the first time at the Gene Simmons Vault event last year. Absolutely, yeah. And um, that was an interesting day, too, because like, that was the first time him and you know, Vinny and Gina got on stage. It was kind of an awkward situation, it was, too. To me, it was very awkward. I remember yeah. being right up front, right literally first row, like, no closer, no further than you and I are sitting yeah. right now. And you could just feel the awkwardness between there the two of them. There. there was tension yeah. there. Yeah. Vinny got on stage, and within six, seven minutes, Gene was like, all right, so I'm going to go meet people. Yeah. And, and Vinny was like, well, I just got here. What are you doing? So, but at the same time, I understand Vinny was almost an hour late. He was. Absolutely. And Gene's got a schedule to keep. And, I, and I, you know, it, not to just defend Gene, but I talked to the people that were running that place. And, you know, there was a contract for a certain amount of time. Yep, absolutely. So, and I'm sure our friend Keith, who does the vault stuff, He's like, you know, we got to keep this, we got to keep, keep this, this moving, this moving right. to, to finish. And those autographs for those vault buyers are priority one, absolutely, because these people laid out two thousand dollars, absolutely, absolutely. And we know Gene is usually very generous of his time. He so is, yeah. So I don't think it was, a, I yeah. don't think it was a negative thing for Gene to, yeah. to have to leave. But I think he just had to leave. Yeah. yeah. And if you but, remember um, that day, was bad weather. Yeah, it was really it was kind of a nasty day weatherwise, yeah. and and it was very awkward. it was even more awkward when Gene left because like there was just a few of us up there at the front, right. and 
I think a lot of vault buyers were there for Gene, not there for Vinny. So it was, it was a strange day. It was, it was there was a weird vibe the whole day, but uh, you got some great video that day. Yeah, no, it was good. And you know, we've spoke this before. <coughs> I flew in that morning, yeah. flew out the same day, so I had like literally like a twenty-two hour day that day to go to that. But it was worth it. As, as awkward as yeah. it was with the two of them, well, that's one of a kind. Chances thing. are we'll right. never see that again. We'll never no, see it. We'll for never sure. see the two of them sharing a stage. So to me, it was, it was worth I it. I think yeah. that's my regret number 76, not the one on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but you did help with the Torpedo dude song. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm older, right? <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, so it's going to be, I'm going to obviously, we're going to be glued to your page for the next two days. No, so, thank you. So, thank th- you. so thanks for taking some time to talk to us. No, thank you. And I hope he lets me go live and do some of the that videos. And I look forward to sharing it with everybody. So thank awesome. you guys. And thank you guys awesome. for the show that you guys do. Yeah, Appreciate thank you. it. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Good to yeah, see you. Right yes. Yeah. Likewise. Cool. Thanks. All right. So, so Neil Davis, um, I know you personally now through uh, Cruise Fest because you work with my partner, Joe. That's right. Who's your partner. Mm-hmm. And, Love uh, Joe. Congrats mm-hmm. on the success of Cruise Fest. Looks like it was a great time. It, well, it was. It was... Um, uh, you know, it, it was really for all of us, and more from we wanted to make it the biggest pre-cruise party that had had previously happened, but it just kind of morphed and grew over the year, and um, you know, really turned into like a second full-time job for all of us. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know, feeling. you go through something like that. There's you know the highs and lows through it all, but you know, everything kind of came together, and uh, there was a, a certain amount of, of kind of controlled chaos, which I think you know made it feel organic and real for everybody. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. See, I remember when Joe was going through the. Uh, it was right around the time that the expo happened for me, and uh, him and Joe and his great wife Patrice were mm-hmm. in town for for Rock and Pod, and yeah. and he was telling me about the hotel change that had to happen yeah. midway through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember because he was like, "Oh, just watch on social media. It's going to be a mess." Mm-hmm. And. Well, that's right, because we cut the commercial for it, and then it changed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Aaron yeah. did the voiceover for the commercial. Yeah, right. That's right. And uh, yeah, and then we had to redo it because yeah. of the hotel change. Yeah. And that, I mean, I because I I book Rocket Pod every year, so I understand how difficult that must have been for you guys because it was. Yeah. But you guys pulled it off. I mean, I was, and I saw nothing but rave reviews about it. Yeah. Well, we did. I mean, you know, because you know, as you know, online you'll, you'll hear everything unfiltered from everybody, and um, you know, no matter what you do, you're usually going to hear some negativity, and and it's one of the few events ever. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything uh, poorly written about it and, and I certainly looked yeah. you know, I was curious and I mean but but we, we, we front-ended all the criticism you know uh, b- before the hotel room changed yeah. um, we had a ticketing issue the day the event went on sale yeah. uh, yeah, you know there, there were yeah there was so much so much activity coming from all over the world right. you know Visa MasterCard have these international fraud detectors and um, they said wait a minute something's happening and they shut it down and um, so we had to explain through that, and we spent the whole day working through that. You know, literally, we, we ended up being that was a challenge we worked through up until the time of the event. And, um, and then, though, what happened was um, there's been some other festivals like a Fire Festival, a few other festivals that, that you know end up you know being scams almost. If right. you will. So then they they looked into us. They said, you know, hmm, we're not sure about this. You know, um, and uh, we had to change credit card processors in the middle of it all. Wow. And uh, um, um, and then, then the hotel had some, some challenges we had to work through. So, you know, we were kind of we were taking headshots along the way. So, wow. fortunately, you know, we, we, as I said, we got all the, 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 the tough part early on. Yeah, he came all real good. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. So you're in town for this Benny uh, Vincent Merry Metal Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, what's your anticipation for what's going to happen in these next two days? That's a question that um, 
you know, I don't know if I have a real expectation. I don't don't know what to expect. The um, um, I had I'm one few opportunity people had the opportunity to see Kiss or uh, Vinny perform with Kiss on the Creatures of the Night tour. So you know, I still have memories as a kid seeing that, and um, you know what an amazing musician oh, he was. Oh, you saw the Creatures tour. Yeah, yeah, saw the Creatures what, tour. What, what stop? Uh, Lakeland. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah. Was, was it uh, as sparsely attended as they say it was? Yeah, I was just telling, you know, I had seen the, the, the Dynasty Tour, the yeah. same venue at Lakeland a few years earlier, and, you know, sold out 10, 12,000 people. And um, back then, everything was general admission. So, you know, being all the way in the back somewhere. And for this show, I showed up, you know, to, you know, I wasn't there at the beginning of the morning. And I think I was, you know, 10 people back. And, um, and I would imagine there was... Maybe a couple thousand people. Oh wow! And, uh, but it was great. You know, they had the plasmatics open, yeah. which was which was amazing oh, to see. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. to see that, and and um, and then them come out and perform. And, and as as poorly as that tour was attended, it was it was an amazing show. Yeah. So um, it's a, it's a shame that that more Kiss fans at that point they were at such a low that so many people didn't chance to see that tour. Yeah, I hate that. There's really the only professional footage we have of that tour is the Rio stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that was like a makeshift yeah. stage. That, yeah, it's that, not yeah. the same. It wasn't the tank and yeah. everything. And, um, I, yeah. I wish that you know we. I wish they professionally shot one of those American yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, now, that's, yeah. That's when you went there that day, were you aware that it wasn't going to be Ace Frehley yeah, guitar? Yeah, yeah, no, I did. In fact, because um, a lot of people didn't know then, and I made little bets with people because nobody had heard about it all, and, um, um, you know, Five dollar bet. I mean, I was still in high school at the time, yeah. and um, uh, they were going, "No, he's still in it." So I had to bring back a T-shirt next day. I said, "Not Ace Frehley." You know, so um, that's shrewd yeah. on your part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was great. So, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It was amazing. But anyway, back to your your question. The um, you know, I I think um, I had the opportunity two years ago to to to, to see Vinny, meet Vinny at the um, pre pre cruise party, and um, you know, I'm just you know a lifelong kind of. Kiss, you know, kind of, um, you know, Kiss has been a big part of my life, and uh, this is something so different, you know, than, than a, a traditional structured show meet and greet. And um, I thought, you know, I'm going to give give it a try. And, and and I've never been to Nashville, so I said, you know, I go see a town that everyone talks so much about, and then, then see this, and and you know, listen, we 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 we've all heard different things about. Um, Dependability on some other events and so forth, so that went through my head. But, but I, you know, I, I think you know his his um, Steve, who works with them, has been great about communicating with me all along the way. And um, um, we were talking over the other table, saying, you know, what do you think we're going to do? I mean, so what ha- what's going to happen first? So it's it's in that regard, I don't have an expectations except it's kind of exciting about in this day and age where you know you can get on the internet and find out what the band's going to play before they play it and so yeah. forth. That that it's just completely you know, you know new and different. You're and, really walking into it blind. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, that just doesn't happen exciting. anymore. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, happen anymore. You know? you know, and that's I kind of I kind of two minds with the way it's going with how he's going about these events because you know, and like the the overriding logic among outsiders is why not do thirty seconds of shredding on a YouTube clip right. and putting it out and you get more people to come to your show. Right. But then at the same time, his logic is if you want to see me play, you pay up and you come to the show yeah. and you don't have any idea of how it's going to go. So it's one of those things where it's like he is kind of reintroducing spontaneity, which is kind of yeah, a dead yeah, art these days. Right. Yeah, so, but at the same time, I also feel like it's a better business move. Show that you can do it, yeah. and then they'll come. But um, but that's then again, we wouldn't be recording a special right now if we right. knew one yeah, way or the other. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I've had the, the pleasure of meeting Vinny, but but I by no means profess that I know him. Um, but I think you know, similar to a lot of artists, you know, they they have a certain way they look at things. That's what makes them an artistic genius in a sense. Sure. But they might, you know, look at ways just differently than, than, than we might look at it. Right. And um, uh, so this is, you know, he has the 
luxury of designing however he wants to. Nobody else does it like this. So in that regard, you know, I'm taking the, the glasses half full with all of this. You know, it's going to be an experience. And, um, you know, I still remember the Creatures of the Night tour because it was something new with, with him being a new guitarist. And I'm, I'm hopefully years from now I'll think back to this week in Nashville and say, hey, there's something just different, you know, yeah. unexpected. Well, it should be interesting to see how it goes one way or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, thanks yeah, for think, joining us. I think yeah. the overriding current for everybody we've talked to so far has been curiosity, yeah. you know, and anticipation. You know, the hope that it's going to be what everybody's hoped it was going to be all yeah, along. Yeah. And like you said, the suspense is yeah. it's killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's killing me. Yeah. Well, as a Kiss fan, I mean, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for anybody right. involved with Kiss. And um, um, with the, the, the information age we have in, you know, everybody shares opinions. And there's a, there's a wide range of opinions out there that we've all seen. Uh, you know, I just, you know, uh, my, my mind is that we lose the people that, that we grew up, you know, have, that had huge influences on us, you know, on a weekly basis, it seems now. So take every opportunity to celebrate the people that meant a lot to you. And probably like, like you guys and everybody listening to this, you know, there was, you know, low points in, in, in our lives when we we're, were kids. And, you know, music was, was, was my therapy. And, um, you know, coming down and listening to it all. So, um, um, you know, I, I, uh, a lot of these guys don't know kind of, you know, kind of the, 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 the places they brought me out of. And, and that's probably a common story that everybody feels. So um, I'm always going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And, um, um, they, again, they might approach things differently. But I think hopefully it'll be a memorable experience. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. Cruise Fest is going to happen again next year? Yes. Yeah. We officially announced it. And, um, um, you know, one of my partners, Jay, is sitting over the other room. And, and I was telling somebody that last year, you know, we would we, we weekly get on these conference calls. Um, and they'd, they'd be an hour and a half, two hours, and um, um, exhausting, you know, but we're going through everything. And we just had our first one last week. So, you know, um, um, we're, we're gearing back to it all. And, you know, it, it was. Thank you. So so well received. The challenge is, you know, how do you take something that that universally people thought was 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 a great event, and how do you make it better? Yeah. And, um, you know, we kind of say, you know, uh, now the bars, you know, we got a lot more room below us than above us to to, to exceed what we have. I go through that every year with my, my yeah. Event. So, yeah. 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 That's a good problem to have. It is yeah. a good problem yeah. to have. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you're challenging yourself every year. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you always get to a point every year, you're like, why did I want to do this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but it always. But then the, out. then the show happens, and you're like, oh yeah, that's why. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean when you have partners doing things, there's times you know it's like having you know four spouses, and you know it's just not easy. And there, there's times there's that tension and so forth. But I remember all of us just kind of hugging each other the first night. You know, we, we got there nervous, you know, about about the event and just saying, you know, what what aren't we thinking about? What what about this? What about that? And and, and challenging ourselves, saying what 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 and what else? What should we be doing? And at the end of the first night, you know, we all just got together and just hugged each other and said, hey, this this is this is, this is going to work. This is, this is going to be great. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Cool. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. Thank Hi, Rosie. Hi. Welcome back to Nashville. Hello. Are you excited? Nashville's welcoming me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Welcome back to Nashville. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Anytime to see Vinny is always good. How did you become such a big Vinny Vincent fan? Oh, um, Vinny himself... I really, I'll be truthful here, I just thought he was hot when I got into Kiss. Yeah? When did you get into Kiss? When I was about Alistair's age. I, so, what, a couple of years ago? <laughs> I, I went um, to a garage sale when I was a kid, and I had just gotten a big record player. Somebody had, like, thrown out in the trash, and I, my dad scooped it up for me. And I bought a live on vinyl for a quarter. That's a good story. Nice. And um, especially cold gin. 
I didn't know what Jen was. Mm, yeah. Me but that that was my song. <laughs> that was me. That's the one that opened the door for me. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know. You could not have asked me what Jen was when I was a kid. Yeah, didn't I, care. I thought it was called Right Jen. <laughs> so I didn't know any better. Yeah, and I just, I loved that song. And then right after that, I came across Kiss Me, Phantom of the Park um, on yeah, sale at a uh, video uh, rental store. My God, you and I had the same child. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> and, um... That movie is really what sealed it for me. Oh, really? I, I really got into the band. You and need to come to Rock and Pod next year. Oh, I'll be there. I'll tell you about it off mic. We're planning on something with that movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. Yeah. And um, that got me into Kiss. And I remember the first time I saw um, the cover of Lick It Up, I just thought Vinny was. Yeah, he was your guy. He was. He was such a dreamboat. Uh, seriously. Yeah. And it was that purple shirt that did it for you? <laughs> I, uh, I have to admit that the um, non-makeup days of Kiss were my are probably my favorite. Yeah. And, it was a good time. Um, I think that a lot of what I liked in my like teenage years being like metal and the really harder stuff and what Vinny contributed to that <laughs> was a lot of why I liked that. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah. yeah. I and was, he definitely brought some heaviness to his. Yeah. Yeah. And the sound changed when he came up. Definitely. Forward. And I think that that was a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked what Vinny did for Kiss. I thought it was a much needed change. Were you in Atlanta for the return? I was. You were there? I was. How did you not talk when you were there? I'm. Hold on. So, how many hours there. in line were you waiting to leave? Uh, did you do any not, of either of the meetings? I'm going to be honest, I didn't wait in line. Wow. <laughs> but um, I was there. Yeah. Um, but no, I um, I ended up covering um, one of the guest booths. Oh, really? Um, at the time of the meet and greets. Okay. Um, and that particular guest had to he had to leave for an emergency for a couple of hours, so I missed my meet and greet. And after uh, he got back. He had me. Was that your first time meeting him? That was my first time ever meeting Vinny, yes. And how did that go? Good. Yeah. Good. He was Vinny's, great in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Vinny's... Uh, that was always, a great weekend for everybody. It was. Yeah. Vinny has always been an absolute pleasure to me. Yeah, he's always good he with the fans. He is the sweetest guy, and um, he always remembers my name, which I can't say for most you know, rock stars. Yeah. He always remembers me, and I appreciate that. And he always remembers Alistair, even though he's never met him. Till today. He's going to meet him later today, but he... So, Alistair, I know you didn't want to be on mic, but are you excited to meet Vinny Vincent today? Yep. Are you a big fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alistair's middle name is Vincent after oh, Vinny. Wow. Wow. Fully indoctrinated. I to be after him and Vincent. But, but, that's, but it's nice. not. There's a kid that knows who Vincent Price is. That's yeah. one cool kid. That's one cool kid. Yeah. That's pretty bad. He's an unusual child. <laughs> oh, cool. That's okay. I even remember that I've seen rated R movies. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. I think we found our highlight seen, for the episode. <laughs> that's awesome. I've seen Creep Show. 
I've seen. Oh, Creepshow rules. Army of Darkness. Well, that's a good one, too. Uh, I don't know if any Godzilla movies are rated R, but I've seen lots of Godzilla. He does love, love Godzilla. Godzilla. But back to Vinny. Awesome. That's parenting done right. Yeah. What about Kiss concerts? You've been to Kiss concerts, I've right? I've been to one. Yeah? But you were right up close, right? Yep. How was that? Awesome. Yeah. And I was the first one to get one of Catman's drumsticks. Nice. Awesome. Yep. What's your favorite Kiss song? Got a Thunder. That's right on. What was your favorite Kiss member? Gene. Gene. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a cool kid. He loves Gene. Yeah. <laughs> but he met Gene before yeah. that show at Wizard World. Oh, yeah. Because you were getting signed. Yep. That's when Gene signed my leg. And then you got it tattooed over. Yeah, you've got mm-hmm. a famous tattoo collection. Yeah. I think people just like my leg. He has all we'll four original <laughs> members of Kiss. I do nice. now. I just got Paul on the Kiss Cruise. Finally. It was my first time meeting Paul. Show them your neck. Oh, that? Yeah, oh, the back of my neck I got. Black diamond. Wow, that's pretty nice. Cool. Black diamond tattoo. I got that on the cruise. Too. I like this kid. <laughs> he knows the stuff. Chris hey, Polk, I yeah. don't just know Kiss. I know uh, tons of other bands. Yeah? Ramones, yeah. Misfits, The Beatles. Oh, this kid rules. Nice. His cat's name is even, is even Misfit. I was originally going to name him The Fiend. Because that's the Misfits guy. Right. But my mom told me that there is also a drug called that, so I'm like, nope, not me. <laughs> I'm like, nope, not naming him. All right, Rosie, you can leave. We're just going to talk to Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, your name's Misfit, okay? So is Kiss your favorite band? Uh, one of them. Who's your other favorite band? Ramones. Ramones number one? It's awesome. Ramones and Kiss. Ramones and Kiss. Nice. Um, he, awesome. he made me listen to a lot of AFI on the drive here. Oh, yeah, cool. AFI, okay. Ramones, Kiss. What was the other one? I Misfits. like AFI, but he wanted to listen to the All Hallows EP, like, repeatedly. What's your favorite Ramones song? Which Creep Hot. That's nice. nice. Yeah, you can. That's cool. Which Creep Hot. Very yeah. cool. And then so, my second favorite Ramones song is definitely Pet Cemetery. That's a great one, too. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. And I can honestly I say he does not get that buried. from me because I'm not a Ramones fan. Oh, the Ramones are amazing. Uh, I was a Sex Pistols fan, and yeah. I feel like it's tough to be both. Uh, yeah. I like. A, I mean, I, I like the Sex Pistols, but I love the Ramones. Yeah, he loves the Ramones. That's awesome. So you guys what, are in for an exciting weekend. I so hope. what are what are your uh, what are your, what's your anticipation for this? What do you think is going to happen? I think that it's just going to be a group of like-minded people that are probably in different stages I'm, of Vinny fandom yeah. because as just we even saw just from the table here, yeah. there's a there's a different there's stages a today. Casual people uh, and there's Vinny people and um, I think that it should be a good time if he says there's complimentary Kool-Aid are you going to drink it Uh, I might oh 
already have. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to put it out there. I've been, It'll be pink, I'm sure. I've been drinking the Vinnie Kool-Aid since <laughs> I was like 10. What are Vinnie Kool-Aids? But, are they literally Kool-Aid but with Vinnie pictures? You see, you'll have to ask them about, about it when you see them. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> you don't need to know that much. Oh, yeah, I've been drinking the Vinnie Kool-Aid for a long time. Is yeah. it wine? No, it's not wine. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you about it later. This is great. I tried to smack your hand off my face, but I smacked mine. I think we're getting booted out of here. Well, I hope you guys have fun. Have fun. Thanks, Thanks for setting up the lunch day. Oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure. Um, Hopefully, we get Okay, so it was cool to to go to that lunch and see everybody. And, uh, of course, everybody, including us, was wondering, how is this going to go down? Because this was, uh, this was a big deal. This was a two-day event that, that he had been promoting. And as with anything, Vinnie Vincent, it's, uh, it's kind of up in the air on how things are going to go. And some of there's a lot of stuff going back and forth online. And uh, I just, it was just curious because Aaron and I were like, well, we should cover this. You know, we, it's one of those things where whether we like it or not, we've kind of become the Vinnie Vincent podcast. And uh, we're like, we should cover this in some form. And Rick, you and I go back, what, 2009 or 2010 with Vinnie Vincent stuff, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were going to write a book, and then it just turned into you taking it to the the podcast medium which was really cool and it, and and yeah it was going to be a book and then thanks to my computer crapping out and me losing most of my materials <laughs> uh then i got into podcasting at the time and, and those of you that listen know the whole story but anyway um we go back a long time and and the the search for vinnie vincent was a long one for a lot of years and um you know we we just we learned a lot of information over the years it was it was an interesting thing it's kind of bizarre this many years, it's, it's funny I'm saying that it's bizarre that he's in the public eye now, but it is, because for a very long time, I don't think we even thought he would ever come back. So um, it's kind of interesting to be in, Not this, at all. Be interesting to be in this scenario now. So you got you decided to go to, to this event. Um, you went to Atlanta. You attempted to go to the birthday bash, but you actually got turned away at the door, correct? Yes, I did, actually. Um, they, they had a rule, and they stuck to it, but... Uh... You know, the good part about that weekend is that I was at Rock and Pod 3. Yes. And uh, that was exceptional. It was a great time, and it was bigger than ever. And I look forward to Rock and Pod 4 in 2020. Yeah, already working on that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was great to see you. But, they, so, but yeah, so you showed up cash in hand, and they said, nope, we're not letting you in. Uh, pretty much. Uh, the, they knew I was uh, in town, and it was just, nope. Yeah. Plain and simple, just nope, you can't come. So how do how do you wind up? No, I mean I could have just showed up at you know SIR, but I mean I'm not, you know I'm not going to push any any boundaries or anything like that, you know. Right. So did um so how did you make the decision to come this time? Uh, just uh, had the ways to do it and uh, showed up and I was known. Put it this way: uh, before I even get going too much into this, I want to just. Have a heartfelt thanks to Stephen Wilkie, Silky Wilkie, 
he is a, a very cool guy, and uh, I'm glad to say that I got got it wrong with him. You know, I just I, I had a bad taste in my mouth uh, a few months ago, being you know told that hey, no, you can't come. But again, the rules are rules, so you got to respect that. Right. And uh, thanks to Vinny, and also thanks to Rip Rock, and you know, it was just uh, it was cool. He walked me through the stuff and. You know, told me what to expect, and it was a it was a really good time. Two, two days of uh, you know Vinny basically being in the same room playing, and uh, you know he was very accessible. Right. And uh, so 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 Mike Brown, you know, had mentioned in his review and everything that, um, and I've seen some other reviews from people online that essentially it was similar to how the birthday bash started, where they held everybody out in the waiting area and then. When they came in, Vinny was already playing. So, I mean, you got to witness this yourself? I walked into SIR probably an hour before uh, the 3 o'clock start time. So I heard about an hour or 45 minutes to an hour of Vinny down the hall going at it. You know, it was just like, okay. And, like, you know, my, my phone is just going off the hook, and I couldn't answer it, you know, I couldn't talk to too many people, but I had that feeling of what those people experienced at the birthday bash. Right. And, um, yeah, it was like being a fly on the wall, almost like, you know, you're not allowed to hear this, but I'm, I'm hearing it. You know, he was, he was loud and proud. And, and how did it, how did it sound to you? Cause you're, I mean, you meticulously follow his playing and have for a long time. So, I mean, what, 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 cause let, let's go ahead and let's see, am I going to eat crow? Cause I'm one of the people who said he, I don't think he can play anymore. So am, am I wrong? I'm going to preface it, uh, like this. Um, cause people are saying, Oh, he played just like this year he played like 1986. He, yeah. you know, it wasn't Vinny of 77. It wasn't Vinny of 80, 83, 86, 89. It wasn't any of that. You got Vinny of 2019, you know. Um, going into it, you can't expect anything, you know. Um, it's almost, uh, I wouldn't, you're in for a letdown if you expect something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the best the w- way that I can describe his playing is uh, like the R-E-H, vid- R.E.H. video, the instructional video where he, basically has a drum machine going and like a little pulse tone, you know, just going behind him. Right. And he's playing. I mean, he's, he's throwing it all out there. Um, there were little bits of melody within the REH video. Um, what I didn't get from, um, from this time was, uh, it was, it was more buckshot. It was just scattered and, I'm hitting you with the shred period. You know, um, what I love about Vinny's playing is how he played over chord progressions and he's more than capable of doing voice leading within his chord progressions. Um, I'll explain how we walked in in a second, but, um, he basically just, uh, gave you chromatic, uh, buckshot. Just, I'm moving my right hand, as fast as I can, and the left hand's going to catch up, or you know, going to be with it. Now, the only way, the only, I'll bring up a comparison, for instance, which these two guitar players are totally different, other than speed. 
Michelangelo Badio, you're used to pinpoint precision. It's you know, it's computer precision almost. Where I was always attracted more towards the Vinnie Vincent style, where there's like you know, there's you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it sounds like that guitar is going to fall apart. You know, yeah. And uh, you know, some might say slop. Some might say passionate guitar playing. I prefer the the latter. You know, what was it? I was never, uh, I was never on a Michelangelo Badio form, so <laughs> I was on a Vinny form before. So I mean, yeah. that explains it right there. I like that style of playing more, and I, and I did too. Um, but I mean, I know what you're saying it's not the playing of '84. Is it close to that, or do you? I mean, do you? I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to push you on this. Like, is it? Would would you say he's more than capable now of doing stuff, or do you think there's been, or do you think there's been degradation in the playing? I mean, honestly, to me, he the fact that he's out there doing it. I mean, I'm I'm willing to say I was wrong because I did. I had a feeling he couldn't play at all. It sounds to me like he's probably worked his chops up over since the Miami thing because the Miami Cruise Fest thing was kind of scary for anyone who wanted to see oh, him play it, again. It was- yeah, it wasn't even scary. I mean, it was, you're looking at it just like, man, you know, almost, you know, your heart's sinking, you know. Right. You're like, you're, your heart's like, you know, you're, you're eating, you're eating crow in front of everybody that ever said that your guitar player, your band sucked. It's, it's like the feeling that how Kiss is going out now and sucking. Exactly. You know, to the Paul Salmon. Right. You know. <laughs> But, you know, during that Miami thing, you know, he's holding back and it, he looks afraid. And, you know, that's that's not a knock on him. I, you know, it's just uh, seeing the product of that and you didn't want a solo and then you find out the reasons. You're just like, OK, you know, maybe one day I'll get to see him play. So last weekend was the first time in 31 years where, I mean, I stood right in front of him, you know, right in front of him. He wasn't uh, shred sinking. He was playing. <laughs> And uh, I was, uh, like I said, I arrived an hour before the doors, you know, the party started. And uh, people started arriving probably about 2.30. Let's say I started. Let's say I arrived at 2. I probably arrived earlier. I don't know. I was excited. Yeah. But uh, I'm the first one in the door. You know, you you get, you know, looked at, make sure you're not bringing anything you shouldn't be in. You you shouldn't uh, take into the into the room you put your phone in a bag you know you're allowed to hold your phone you you know you want to use it leave the room you know but uh while you're in that room keep your keep the thing in the bag and that that's that's more than okay by me yeah anyway i i walk in and he's going at it and it's it's buckshot you know it's not it's not uh necessarily if, if i were expecting anything like i i i am looking forward to future events where He'll be playing with a band, and I can hear, you know, those chord progressions under it, where he can play against those chord progressions and take, take his leads in certain directions. Right. This, you know, again, the best word I can use is buckshot. It was just scattered all over, and it was it was cool. And um, the the one thing that I felt bad about is that by the time everybody got in, uh, a lot of people in the back of the line didn't hear him uh, or didn't see him going off you know right. they might have heard like the uh he went to a cleaner sound he did like a medley of like christmas tunes and stuff like that with some really nice voice leading 
I think that's what the, the last in line basically walked in on, and they didn't get to see any play. So I, I would hope that that would uh, change it for at future parties where everyone just gets to experience that. You know? Right. Well, they, but they got to see him play the next day, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's more than capable. He's he still has the mind for you know beautiful melodies and everything. He just didn't play like that. That you know. I Those think two days and this is let me monologue a little bit here but because this is just obviously it's Aaron and I's show so I do want to say my thing my take on this is because and I don't know who sent this to me I got a rather angry email um, right around the time the event started um, basically stating that that we were douchebags for questioning whether he can play or not um, I'm not saying who sent that because I don't know who sent that it was clearly a made-up name but either way my take on this is the expectations are high from people, A, because he's kind of made them have those expectations because he's the person that chose in Atlanta to state that he p- practices for seven hours a day. He also mm-hmm. he also he has all these grandiose things that he likes to put out there. You know, he at one point he even referenced talking about playing Maracana Stadium in South America, and it's like, well, what are you talking about? But uh, stuff like that, and then also the not allowing people to film things. You can imagine, and also previous track record, it's not a crazy thing to question if something if there's shenanigans being pulled with who we're talking about. Now, whether he likes me saying that or not, I don't care because it's just the facts. But. I'm willing to I'm willing to admit if if because you and Mike and several other people that I know that were there whose opinions I trust I you know and mm-hmm. it's not that he doesn't have anything to prove to me he's I'm sure he wants nothing to do with me but you know I'm willing to state I think people need to drop the he can't play thing because I sounds to me like he is making the effort and and it and it sounds like people had a great time because I mean from from every, and that's yeah, yeah that's exactly right everybody had a a great time that was there. You know, and, uh, you know, it might not have been the version of Vinny that you prefer, you know, all I know when he was done playing, the big smile came across his face, thumbs, you know, he put his thumbs up and he was very proud of, you know, that was what he wanted to present. Right. You know. And that's and that's great. And honestly, and I, and I responded to that angry email that's saying, you know, look, it, if if people think I'm openly rooting for him to not be able to play, they're wrong. Because regardless of regardless of issues I've had with him on a personal level, that doesn't change the fact that I still love that guitar playing and I love those songs. So um, you know, and for everybody that that I loved, like you and friends of mine that were there, I I wanted nothing more than for you guys to have a blast and for him to to prove the haters wrong. Honestly. Um, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with him on a personal level, but I wish for the people that are still interested in him that he gets that, that that he delivers on promises, which of course I could do a whole other show on certain promises that still haven't been delivered on. Obviously, let me ask you this: well, sure. I'm going to bounce around a little bit here because we got the playing thing out of the way. But I saw there were some photos from this thing where there were like two box, two prototype boxes from the Vinnie Vincent archive box set. And I saw Mike's interview, and it seemed like he, he's now he's talking about this thing being twenty, thirty CDs, having it forty, fifty vinyl on, you know, vinyl version. I can only imagine what the cost of this is going to be. But like, it it feels like he still isn't addressing people that that paid for that the first time, or did he? Uh, 
not really at that at that event. He he just said that he has bigger and better plans for it. And uh, the big thing for me is just seeing that the fans that paid for it, you know, two decades ago, got it. You know, eventually get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he makes this thing grandiose and you know whatever it was, like fifteen to twenty discs or whatever, I mean. I, I don't know what he, you know, are those people going to get the the bigger, better, you know, yeah. uh, box set or are they going to have to pay a difference in fee? And that's for not for me to say or not for me to even think of. I just hope that my buddy uh, Uncle Kev in California gets his box set. Everybody, everybody else does, you know. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't order it back then. I wanted CDs back then. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't. I didn't want tapes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean the the options now. What you can get it on a little stick or whatever. I don't even. Yeah, and I almost I almost think that would be a smarter route to go. Just do digital files. You yeah, know? it doesn't have to be physical. Just do digital product. files, and that'd be that'd be it. You know, but the way he conducts his business, um, I'm backing away from now. I just want to be a fan and enjoy what I can. No, and and, with, and, uh, and that's fair. But um, and, but but like for instance, like with. Um, you know, people were saying stuff about the merchandise while we were there, and it's just like, you know, if that's what he wants to charge, so be it. I'm just, uh, I more than respect the fact that, you know, that's what he wants for certain items, and I just can't afford it, you know, right. plain and simple. Well, I mean, in this, it's, uh, it's an interesting scenario because I almost wonder if he got inspiration for this idea from when he did Gene Simmons' vault thing, because it's a similar type of setup where, it's like a, a more of a party and a, and a meet and greet, which is what the Gene Vault appearances were. But um, and it sounds to me like this is what he plans on doing in the future because uh, I know the question came. And the, if you haven't listened to Mike Brun's interview, go listen to it because it's way more all encompassing than the stuff I'm bringing up today. So, um, but one of the interesting things from that was that he stated that he's looking to just do like three or four events in Nashville at SIR going forward. And, you know, this, and, and I'm sure the non-filming thing will be part of that too. Um, I get the, I get the idea behind that where it's like, let's keep things spontaneous and old school. And, uh, but at the same time, I do think, and this is, this is me having a podcast, just pontificating on what I think he should do. But, uh, I don't. I think actually showing that you can still do it would make a lot more sense, even in a small promotional clip, and you would probably pull a lot more people in because I have to wonder how often this type of audience is going to show up to these small gatherings, and if it's or how much of it's going to be the same people, and how you know how much they can fiscally afford to do that. But it seems like he wants to stay in this small bubble, which is his business. It's fine, but. Uh, as somebody who appreciates what he used to do, and it's one of those with Vin, with Vinny, it's all, for me. It's just it's the it's always the potential and the what could have been because of that much talent. At least put out music or something. I understand not touring because the the you know the audience is going to be limited. But I think uh, I think showing what he could do would probably go a long way. Don't you think? I, yeah, I think so too. And I I believe in some ways. Uh, yeah, the Gene Simmons thing where, you know, he's selling 10 discs for 2000 bucks or whatever it was. You know, people bought it, you know. There were people in the merch line at the at the Vinnie Christmas party where, you know, people were buying things, you know. I can't, uh, you know, I can't get on them for being able to buy it, you know. Yeah. 
if they wanted it. You know, it just uh, it is what it is at that point. I, you know, I would like to have some of those certain things, but you know, I can't uh, spend five hundred dollars on a CD. You know, right? Well, if um, so, have you heard any talk about? I heard something about a, a uh, Valentine's Day event. Is that going to happen? At the event, I'm sure it's been talked about online, and I, th- I think I did see it because I, I don't want to let any cats, you know, anything out of the bag that uh, wasn't supposed to be talked about. But there was never any talk about uh, you. You're not allowed to talk about this. In fact, uh, you know, people, the powers that be, were just saying, "Yeah, tell everybody." You know, uh, as far as I know, there was there was, you know, he was asking like he does. He doesn't make like a an announcement where this is going to happen. You know, he's like. Hey, if I can get Jeff Scott Soto to sing, you know, in in February or March, you know, would you guys like that? Right. And obviously, people would like, okay, that'd be cool. Yeah. Even though I cannot stand Jeff Scott Soto's voice with any stuff, you know, okay, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, and then you know, if he he was talking about um, having getting uh, Treasure back together. Now that is something I would love to see. I would love to see Vinny playing melodically again. You know, and I, you know, I had a visual in my head where it's just like, okay, he's going to bring a Strat and a Les Paul to that. He just got a beautiful Les Paul from the Gibson uh, Custom Shop people. Um, met with uh, Jill and a few other people from Gibson and at, at the party, and they were incredible people. So, I mean, to, to see Vinny play, you know, a different style guitar or something like that, you know, just that, that would be something special. And then going back to, Playing that beautiful pop music with Felix and, and Jack would be, you know, right up my alley. Yeah. That's more of what I want to hear, you know, now. Yeah, well, even, I mean... For, I know for, I know he can play fast, you know? Sure. Well, and I, my, and not that I'll be attending, but my hope for people that it will be, will be, um, he's proven the whole shred thing, which, I don't know, to me, I think coming out of Atlanta where he did the acoustic thing, I think... Focusing on the songs, do a do an acoustic storytellers thing. That's really, I think the majority of people would have been happy with just that. But uh, so I'm not really sure why everything went over the top with this shred thing. But you know, so be it. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I can't m- figure out what goes on in his head. Oh, let me ask you this because um, on the second day, so the second day he plays, he's got the makeup on, and I've heard from several people that he had a bass player on stage. Do you know who the bass player was? Good old Simon, little Simon. Well, he, there was a Simon played on the fan jam, but, no, uh, but there was before a, that. another there was another fella there too. Um, he just held down a couple notes and um, let Vinny rip over it. You know, it was more the same of, you know, there's not really um, melodic pattern underneath the soloing, yeah. not a chordal structure or anything. It's just, you know gave your ears a pulse and a you know a couple notes for Vinny to solo off of it was more of the it was more of the speed it was um you know stop you know stopping on random notes and just yanking on the whammy bar stuff like that you know and it was it was cool to my ears you know yeah it wasn't um necessarily you know the style like for instance like i said i'm more prone to treasure you know even the the Vinny vincent invasion where you know Gosh, uh, you got ashes to ashes, you know, yeah, stuff like that. You know, where that chordal, you know, that chord progression underneath it it lent itself to a great solo. Um, if I may go back, uh, I think it was the first day where he 
he played, you know, while everybody's walking in, he played uh, the opening lick to um, Shoot You Full of Love. Oh, cool. And it was it was like hearing the record, you know, that was cool. And I wish there would have been more more of that where he just, you know, here's this, here's this riff and, you know, what he thought of it. Now, the second day, yeah, it was just the guy holding down the, the note and, and him, uh, him just shredding over it, you know. Okay, but it wasn't somebody we know playing bass. No, no. I'm just curious. No, nice guy. Talk talked to him. Do you think he was like an employee there? No, I think he was one of uh, uh, Vinny's friends, Vinny's acquaintances, whatever, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, just somebody helping out with the event, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but overall, I mean, so did, did you get, did you get any autographs? What'd you get signed? Uh, I had a, a couple photos, uh, that I took at the end of the first night and I went to <laughs> FedEx and had them blown up into a nice poster and, uh, had them sign stuff like that. Oh, cool. You know? Okay. You know, it's to the point for me now where not not any disrespect but i you know i don't really need anything signed and you know i just i really that was the the big thing just hearing him play seeing him play the last time i saw i saw him play was july of 1988 yeah you know and yes we saw him play in atlanta you know we've seen other things but you know this is the first time in 31 years where he played fast you know and and I don't. And it was cool. I, I haven't I I haven't heard any real negative reviews of the event. So I mean, it sounds to me like it went off successfully. I mean, were you you feel like you got what you what you wanted out of it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it was just like he was happy with the, with the, with the way he was playing, and you know, I got a few questions that I I wanted answered. You know, yeah. he he answered them. You know, you know, he was he talked about the Chet Act when he went over to Chet Atkins' uh, um, house, I believe and jammed with him now what i would have liked to you know because i go hey what what did you play and he just did a, a quick three seconds of you know travis picking merle travis picking mm-hmm. you know stuff that chet atkins would do you know just the stuff like that and uh, i mean i would have loved it oh yeah we played uh this particular song just went off on it for like 40 minutes or whatever you know didn't really get that but he, you know this is when he had an acoustic guitar in his hand mm-hmm. and uh, people were asking him questions and he played like a little bit of the unreleased song called over you. Yeah. And I just go, Hey, you know, nobody's talking about the, the steel guitar in that the pedal steel guitar. You know, it's almost like it's, it's so good that it's disguised in the track. You know, nobody expects a, a pedal steel guitar in a Vinnie Vincent song. Yeah, unless you know his and, family uh, history. <laughs> Unless you know his family history, and then you know, then you get called creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, guilty as charged on both. Yeah, ones. but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just go, hey, was that your dad's pedal steel? And he goes, well, yeah, <laughs> and I still have it. I'm just like, man, you know, that's that's awesome. Got to hear about certain guitars that you know people don't ask about. You know, the the red guitar on the um, on the Creatures tour. Yeah. You know, for years we were just like. Okay, we think that's from 48th Street in New York City. 48th Street Guitars, whatever it was called. Was it called Guitar Man Guitar? Was it called 48th Street Guitars? I mean, the obvious uh, answer is it was an ESP, and it said ESP on the headstock, but I guess somebody, from the looks of like all the famous photos of the two necks that were on it, he just magic-markered 
ESP out of there. Yeah. And when you think about it, you're just like, okay, well, Vinny was like one of the first guys to play ESPs on a on a big arena stage, you know? Yeah. That's cool to think about. That is. Vinny was one of the first guys to play uh, a Randy Rhodes with a Floyd Rose in it and with with EMGs in it. You know, it's he was right at, right there at a time where he was a, a front runner in a lot of that stuff. It's to be respected in in a in a grand way, you know. That's that's some cool stuff. Yeah, and you can't take that away from him. I think you know. I think like if if he could like hook up with Guitar World magazine or something to do like a whole deep gear discussion, I think that would be pretty fascinating. And also, I think the shows and stuff are interesting. But I think a lot of people would want to read a book. Uh, I, I wonder if he is going to go forward with, with writing his own book. I, I would hope so, and you know. I'd want the visuals there too. I'd want to see, you know, it was cool to see the uh, student model Jackson up close. It was cool to see the carbon up close. You know, it was shocking too, because he spray painted the tips of the white and gold carbon. He spray painted them pink in the last couple months. I wasn't crazy about that. (laughs) He bonded the tips because he, he broke the tips of the guitar from just, you know, from playing it and from just, you know, probably leaning it against the wall and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It's just a tool to him, you know, and um, you're just like, man, looking at the uh, student model Jackson, the pink Jackson that he had the white tape on during the ASG period. You know, you're looking at that and you're looking up close and I mean, he's hacked the, these guitars up, I mean, to make them better, to make them, you know, suit his playing. Right. You know, that's that's really cool to see all that little stuff like a, a volume pot moved uh you know, a couple millimeters over, you know? Yeah. There's not like a drastic move to it, but you see the wood filled in and it's just moved over slightly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if, uh, if he does another event, are you going to go? I'd love to, you know? Um, and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully things are, uh, I wouldn't say anything was disorganized. It was run really well. Talking with people that attended, you know, they were, you know, it's kind of like you, you want to know what's coming up next. And we we didn't know. But like I said, Vinny was always in the room. You know, he only took us a, a couple breaks, mm-hmm. you know, in those two days. But for the most part, he was in the room and accessible. I can just see, like, it, it would probably benefit them to just say, okay, we're going to do this for an hour. We're going to do this for an hour. We're going to take a break here. You know, whatever. Yeah. Just so there's some kind of schedule where people know what's going on. But also, like, where people don't miss out on him shredding the first day. And, you know, yeah. well, like I'm, I said, I, I, got bits and, I, got to, I got bits and pieces of what I wanted, you know. Right. I heard the chord, you know, the chordal melodies and everything and the voice leading on, like, he did a very nice uh, medley of Christmas tunes and, and other things within it. That was, that was cool for me, you know. And for this type of thing, and, uh, you, know, you know, he gets a he he's gotten a lot of hate for the price that he charged for this. But I'm, honestly, if you if you put this up against meet and greets for other bands, I mean, you're I think you're getting your money's worth, honestly. And I'm, it's I mean, yeah, that's how, absolutely true. How much do people pay to to get a photo with Kiss nowadays? Thousands, right? I mean, it's like yeah, and it's, yeah. it's literally walk in the door, and you know, I don't even think you get the shaky all four of their hands. You just pose for the photo get the fuck out the door yeah <laughs> you know? and i know i know that's a that's a sought after photo for a lot of people but at the same time 
here's a guy that if you're a big fan of his of his art, then you know he's going to actually spend two days hanging out with you. You can't really you can't really beat that. And yeah. you know and th- that's coming from somebody who has no interest in being part of it. But for people that are still fans of his, and you know, I'll, I'll make that clear. I've, uh, you know, when I had my falling out with him, you and I didn't like suddenly not become friends. So I mean, it's like oh, not at all. But I've had people like oh, how you're can- more than uh, you're more than. Uh- you're more than welcome to have your opinion, you know. And well, yeah. So well, am I. And but I mean, there's there's probably going to be a few people that listen to this, and they're like, "How can you talk to people that went to that event?" I'm like, "Well, we're all people. We all have our own opinions on things, you know." Yeah, um, and quite and quite honestly, I'm I'm on the show, you know, out of friendship with you, but also, you know, I think I'm spreading a good word. I think, uh, you know, there's not going to be there's no need for me to. Uh, you know, say anything bad, you know, this is going to be a a refreshing change where it's going to be like an interview where pretty much just good said about, uh, Vinny, you know? Well, I mean, and I talked to you when you were in town because you hung out with me Yeah, and this is no different than what you told me before we got on a microphone. So I can't, uh, you know, you're not uh, pulling the wool over anyone's eyes here. It's not, it's just, you know, it sounds like it was a good, it's not bullshit. Yeah. You know, it was it was more chromatic. It was it was buckshot buckshot chromatic and beautiful. If you're into that kind of thing, right? If you're looking for certain aspects, you can find them if you if you um, if you listen. But right. uh, for this party that I went to, that's what it was. And, and there was yeah, and there was no guy. I had no that, problem with it. No. The next the next party might be, you know, Felix might be there and. You're playing some organ, and they might just have a jam. Who knows? I yeah. mean, but that's all possible. Well, so I, I'm looking forward to that to that style of playing too. Right. You know? Well, I'm honestly relieved that it went well for all you guys that went. So, because I, I think it's good, and yeah, and uh, hopefully it you know hopefully it leads to new music or something like that or playing tour dates. But you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on to kind of share your your side of it and and what you experienced because uh, it's it's interesting to get your take and and when you told me you were going, I was like, okay, here's somebody I absolutely a hundred percent trust that that will tell me exactly what happened and and I appreciate you sharing how it went. Yes, I appreciate uh, you having me on the show and uh, once again, thanks to Silky Wilkie and to Vinny and to you and Aaron uh, and your family is. Hey, I spent the night at the Sinzak house, and it was awesome. Oh, man. Well, th- well <laughs> thanks again, and I, I hope to have you back in Nashville for Rock and Pod 4. All right. I will definitely be there. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.